don't think it can happen to you. The hit and run chase in California, a motorcycle rider witnessing a driver slam into several cars and then speeding away. It can happen to you within seconds, a blink of an eye. Tonight about the man suspected of killing a woman in a hit and run and his plan to evade justice. When you take your eyes off the road for just seconds, when you're driving your car, oh, yes, it can happen to you. See, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. When the sands of time will run out within your hourglass. New at 10, a hit and run caught on video, and now a teenager and his family are looking for the driver who took off. He was a victim of a distracted driver hitting the road while riding his motorcycle going 65 miles per hour. He nearly lost his life. Now on a crusade to help save lives and prevent someone else from becoming a victim, the creator of DistractedDriversBusted.com and now the host of this podcast, it's Howard Drescher. Uh, good morning. Good morning to you on the East Coast. Good morning to you on the West Coast. I'm your host, Howard Drescher, the creator of DistractedDriversBusted.com. And of course, now this podcast show. You can follow me on Twitter at DistractedDBTV. At DistractedDBTV. And of course, on Facebook, it's DistractedDB. And you can get me on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio. That's where you can get all my archive shows at. And I'd like to also say good morning and good evening to everybody around the world that is listening to me on these platforms because I have received now an official follower in London. Thank you very much for those that are in London listening to my podcast. I hope you can spread it out and let people know exactly what I'm doing, what I'm talking about, and things that may help you in your area to save somebody's life. Because that's what this show is all about. Saving lives. So I am talking about the stories that affect you as a driver. And trust me, by all means, there are many, many, many stories that affect each and every one of you. And it is so, so crazy that the more I talk about it, the more and more things start to happen. It's just insane how things are happening. Not only here, on the East Coast, West Coast, in the mid-states. Not only that, around the world, in the UK area, London, England, you know, in Japan, in the Philippines, in you know, the UK, I've mentioned that already. It's just everywhere. It is just everywhere. Anywhere there is a vehicle to be driven, yes, there is some kind of danger coming from somebody who doesn't care about you or your life. They're just worried about themselves, and they will continue to worry about only themselves as they move on with their day, if you don't think so. Sit down for 30 minutes and watch your local news and listen to how many stories deal with DUI drivers, hit and runs, car crashes, rollovers, motorcycles down, you name it. I hear about it. I talk about it. And I know that you hear about it as well because we do listen. And even though, even though that you know that that kind of stuff happens, 
There is a crash. There is something going on. We go through our day not worried about it because it doesn't seemingly right then affect us. But one day, somewhere along the way, something will affect you. And when it does, I'll talk about it. You can guarantee that. I will talk about it. Also, I have a couple interesting stories today, and I got something that I want to talk about for those that have new cars. New cars, I really want to talk to you about something, especially if you just bought the car and it's the time of night that you drive. I'm going to talk to you about that. But before we get into that, it is now time for... It is now time for the top story from the previous show, and I appreciate everybody who listens to me, and I cannot believe that this was the top story. Out of all the stories that we had last week, this was the top story, but in a way, I can see it. You guys let me know on Facebook and Twitter how and what story should be the top story from the previous week, and I appreciate that coming from all of you that voted in and telling me by IMing me, letting me know how... And, and what should be the top story. So last week, up there in Seattle, um, King 5 Seattle News had a story about a teenager who had to go ahead and face the judge because that driver, the teenager, ended up killing a jogger, indicating to me, one, she was 15 years old. She pleaded not guilty to a hit-and-run and now murder from a, from basically last July. And the family wants to try to treat her as an adult. Um, I agreed with that because if you're, you know, putting on those big pants, you're getting behind the wheel, you're driving, you need to be treated like an adult. So here's the story again uh, from, you know, King 5 News up in Seattle. Well, the teenager accused of hitting a Maple Valley jogger with her car and killing him appeared before a judge this afternoon. And while today's hearing was procedural, it served an important purpose for the family that man leaves behind. King 5 Sebastian Robertson joins us live from the Family Justice Center in Seattle. Sebastian. Well, we're not identifying the teenager because she's 15 years old and a minor. The judge also asking us not to show her face. And today in court, she pleaded not guilty to two charges one of hit and run, the other of second degree murder. At 15 years old, this teenager is now charged in the death of 53-year-old Gregory Moore last July in Maple Valley, accused of hitting him with her car and leaving him for dead. I just wanted to see her face. I had seen a picture of her, uh, but I had not seen her in person. So that was important to me, that was important to my family. Moore's widow, Michelle Moore, attended Wednesday's hearing in person. She wants the teenager tried as an adult. She fears that under current state law, even the harshest sentence would expire by the time the minor turns 21. I'm, I'm feeling like she's likely to get away with murder. I mean, if she, if she serves, you know, less than six years, that's getting away with it in my book. 
According to charging documents, the 15-year-old was turned into police by a family member. That family member telling investigators the plan was only to scare the man and not kill him. In a statement... That was the top story from the previous show. All right, that's the top story from your previous show, and I appreciate the, you know, King 5 Seattle for allowing me to use the sound. 15 years old, driving, trying to scare them, making sure the jogger, it was just to be a prank, a joke that ended up very badly. Uh, quite honestly, to tell you the truth, if they slammed a book at her, lock her up for 50 years, I applaud that, and I think that's what the judge should look into. Anyways, you're listening to DistractedDriversBusted.com, the podcast show. When we come back, oh yes, oh yes, a story from KTLA, one dead, six injured. You're listening to the DistractedDrivers.com podcast. We'll be right back. Ladies and gentlemen, we have arrived in Philadelphia. Local time is 3.05 p.m. and the temperature is 67 degrees. At this time, you are now free to use your cellular devices. You know that feeling when you get to turn your phone on after the plane lands? You can have that feeling every time you drive. Make sure your cell phone is stowed away whenever you are behind the wheel. Visit StopTextStopRex.org, a message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. Hey, it's me, your cell phone. We need to talk about something, something serious. I know you love me. I know you like using me wherever you are, but I feel like this isn't working out when you're driving. I know you may think that it's possible to focus both on me and the road, but I just don't feel the same way. I think we should spend time away from each other when you're driving. It's for the best. Visit StopTextStopRex.org, a message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. Honey, are you ready to go to the party? We're late. Uh, what? Yeah, don't worry. I'll, I'll be ready in five minutes, babe. Really? Can you get off the phone? I'm already ready. We're going to be late. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't worry. I'm almost done. Uh, we'll, we'll... Let's go. Come on. Okay, honey. Let's go. Can you be ready next time? I feel like I'm always ragging on you to get ready for these types of parties. Yeah. Isn't the man supposed to be waiting on the lady yeah, anyway? I'm, I'm sorry, babe. I, I know I say this all the time, but I, I promise. Next time, I really, 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 really promise next time I'll be ready and I'll be ready to go by the time you get home. Gosh. Uh, oh, uh, let me see who that is. I'm waiting to see if my friend is actually going to be at this no. party. Leave your phone alone. You know that scared me last time. You nearly hit someone walking in a crosswalk. What? No, you're crazy. Look, I told you don't tell me what to do. I got this. Stop the car. Stop it now. I... I just can't be with someone who doesn't care about my life, not to mention their own. Uh, Babe, wait, wait, come back. Uh, This... This isn't happening, is it? Now, back to the DistractedDrivers.com podcast. All right, welcome back to DistractedDriversBusted.com podcast show. Again, I am your host, Howard Drescher, the creator of DistractedDriversBusted.com, and, of course, now this podcast show. You can follow me on Twitter at DistractedDBTV, at DistractedDBTV, 
Of course, on Facebook, it's DistractedDB. And you can get the shows on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Just type in the keyword, DistractedDB. I think I forgot to mention Google Podcasts as well. I think I did. So therefore, I paused for a few seconds. Sorry about that. Um, okay, so here's a story uh, here from KTLA Channel 5 here in Los Angeles um, in, Pomo in um, Pomoma. Um, there was a car crash that ended up hurting six, killing one as two cars got involved and one of them ended up slamming into an apartment building. Again, this story comes from KTLA Channel 5 here in Los Angeles. Hey, we're going to just an awful collision here in Pacoima involving two vehicles and a residential structure. As you mentioned, one person was killed. Five others were injured. Take a look here. That's one of the vehicles involved in this collision. It ended up crashing, slamming onto that wall here of this apartment building, injuring an 11-year-old child who was inside at the time. Now, the call came in at around 8.30 this evening on Laurel Canyon Boulevard and Mercer Street in Pacoima. It's unclear what led up to the crash or who was at fault. Officers say the driver of a white pickup was turning from Mercer onto Laurel when he was struck by the charger. The driver of the pickup was found outside his vehicle and died on impact. There were four other people inside the charger, one driver and three children. Now, first responders had to use the jaws of life to free two of those trapped inside. As a result of the collision, the charger slammed into the wall of an apartment complex. We're told debris from the wreck went flying through one of the windows, injuring a child. The vehicle hit uh, the wall behind us. Inside the apartment building was an 11-year-old boy who was asleep. A piece of debris did go in and cut his finger. There's no indication that anybody had any alteration in sobriety. And every, all parties are here. There was no hit and run or anything like that. Now, the child injured in the apartment was treated on scene and is said to be in good condition. Of the five people who were transported to nearby hospitals, two adult males are in moderate condition. Three children are in fair to moderate condition. But again, one person was killed in this awful tragedy. Officers here, investigators say speed could have been a factor. That's the latest in Pacoima. Carlos Alcedo, KTLA 5. And again, that story came from KTLA Channel 5 here in Los Angeles, and I appreciate them for allowing me to use the sound. Uh, okay, so possibly speed coming into play. You're at an intersection. Uh, my guess is is something that's been happening out here in California uh, quite a bit. Um, rolling stops. Rolling stops in California uh, is really a no-no. We're not supposed to be doing it, but yet people do it. They call it the California stop where they come to a stop sign or a stoplight, they almost stop, and then they look left, look right. Nobody's in coming in either direction. They just step on a gas and go in their direction if they're going to the right. That happens at red lights. It happens at four-way stop intersections, at a, at, a, at a T intersection. It's happening more and more. I wonder if, by chance, something like this happened, because there is still, when you're driving through uh, um, or you're entering in from a four-way stop and you're almost going through that intersection somebody's up there just to the right of you making a right-hand turn nine times out of ten at least out here in california and what has been my experience is that they will go ahead and step on the gas and try to pull in front of you because they don't want to be behind you because they don't know if you're a fast or slow driver 
and nine times out of ten, they're people that are speeding, and several of them have pulled in front of me and just went to the next uh, intersection and made another right-hand turn. Like, they could have waited for me to go through, but yet they proceeded through, and I had to jam my brakes halfway through the intersection. It happens each and every day somewhere here in California. It happens to me, like, several times a week. So I just let it go. I slow down. Uh, you know, I guess you're racing to the fire. You're going to the fire. You keep doing whatever you got to do. It's very disheartening when you come across stuff like that. And I think there should be tougher laws. And when we talk about tougher laws, here comes my second story from KTLA Channel 5. A family of a man that was killed by a DUI crash is asking for tougher punishment. And I agree with this because how can you have somebody who was killed by either a hit and runs DUI driver and their family member is dead? Somebody goes to jail for six, seven days, eight days. They're out walking about and it's like a slap in the face. It is a total disrespect and disregard to the family and the person that they just killed. And to me, it is murder. Irregardless of what anybody says, it is murder. Everyone knows they're not supposed to drink and drive. And somebody that is riding on a motorcycle is totally defenseless. And especially when you have a vehicle that is traveling about 114 miles an hour, as in this case here. And this story, again, comes from KTLA Channel 5 here in Los Angeles. And I am a strong advocate. I want the toughest, harshest penalty that they can maximize on this situation. It's such a chilling story. The family believes the punishment does not fit the crime. A grandfather was killed by a DUI driver. That driver already at home tonight after only seven days behind bars. All they have left are his ashes and a mangled motorcycle. Jordan never had a chance to say goodbye to her father, Eduardo Gutierrez. We have to deal with the pain and the grief. I have my father's motorcycle and it still has the key in the ignition. The last action that he did before she took his life. The 53-year-old grandfather was killed by the 60 West and Country Village Road last August by a drunk driver. CHP says 32-year-old Cecilia Martinez was speeding, and according to a witness with dash cam radar, Martinez was going 114 miles per hour. She hit him and his bike and dragged him 300 feet essentially torturing him. Martinez pleaded guilty to felony vehicular manslaughter while intoxicated, sentenced by a Riverside County Superior Court judge to one year in jail, 58 days credit, and five years probation. But Jordan says after only seven days in county jail, she's already home. Right now, on house arrest, she gets to be home with her kids and gets to, you know, get kiss them goodnight and live her life like normal. But we have to deal with the pain. They've set up a change.org petition to fight for justice, hoping others don't have to go through this. Jordan says her father was a truck driver loved by family and friends, always cautious on his motorcycle. Today, she wears a necklace with his ashes. I refer to this necklace as Appa because he, it has his ashes in it. And my son asked to wear him um, from time to time. Such a heartbreaking interview there. Well, his family set up a GoFundMe page and change.org petition if you'd like to help. That information is up on KTLA.com. Now, tonight we've reached out to the Riverside uh, County Court. However, we're still waiting to hear back. In the newsroom, Gene Kang, KTLA 5 News. All right.
All right, again, that story came from KTLA Channel 5 here in Los Angeles. How in the hell can she be arrested and sentenced to jail to serve time? She spends seven days in jail and allowed to serve the rest of her time at home. So basically, all she's got to do is stay, pretend she's being freaking quarantined because of COVID. It is no different than what has been going on. There is no harsh penalty here. There is nothing that the family can take solace in as knowing the fact that this person is going to be punished because they killed and murdered their grandfather. There is nothing in the world that tells me that this was a right decision by the courts. Nothing. You cannot tell me that there is any justice in this at all. And I don't care what anybody says. You want to talk about justice, lock them up in jail for a long, lengthy period of time. Make them suffer a little bit just as their family member suffers. Because what to say that after whatever time she serves at home, she's not out about doing it again. We talk about child molesters and different things like that. We put a target on their back. If they move into a location, you have protesters out there. Why don't we have protesters like this for the DUI drivers that murder somebody? Why aren't we out there protesting against that? Allowing them to take seven days in jail and then sending, spending the rest of their time at home to serve out their time? There is no penalty there. There is nothing. It just makes me sick that the courts would do something like that. Irregardless, irregardless of what anybody says, no justice. 58 days of credit they gave her. Already served behind bars, that's it? Are you freaking crazy? We'll be back right after this. You're listening to the DistractedDrivers.com podcast. We'll be right back. Wake up and text. Text and eat. Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. <sighs> text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Uh. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. Papa, why can't we telegraph while riding a horse? Son, there ain't no one to blame but Jeffro. He was riding old Betsy the Stallion, tip-tapping away at his telegraph, when blam, ran right into the side of the saloon. Well, if Jeffro can't do it, neither should you. Don't text and drive. Visit StopTextStopRex.org. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. Neil Armstrong waited six hours and 39 minutes to step onto the surface of the moon. Jackie Robinson waited 20 months to play his first game with the Brooklyn Dodgers. And even DiCaprio had to wait 22 years to win an Oscar. You can wait until your destination. Don't text and drive. Visit StopTextStopRex.org. 
A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. Now, back to the DistractedDrivers.com podcast. All right, welcome back to DistractedDriversBusted.com podcast show. I'm your host, Howard Drescher, the creator of DistractedDriversBusted.com, and of course, now this podcast show. You can follow me on Twitter at DistractedDBTV, at DistractedDBTV, and of course, on Facebook, it's DistractedDB. You can get the shows on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Google Podcasts. Just type in the keyword DistractedDB. Here's a story that comes from um, Fox 5 down in San Diego, and I appreciate them for allowing me to use the sound. When it comes to uh, wrong-way drivers, which, by the way, I see a lot of wrong-way drivers on the freeway. I don't actually see them. I hear about it, and it scares me to death because once you get within their sight, their you know, little vision area where they think they're driving the right way and you know you're the right and they're wrong, it's hard to kind of do something to get out of their way not to get hit. And this is the same kind of case that happened the other day down there in San Diego. A wrong way driver, one killed, uh, several people injured, at, closed the I-8 freeway, the I-8 freeway. That's down near where the old Qualcomm Stadium's at, down there in San Diego, uh, where the Chargers used to play. That's closed. That was closed, I should say, for several hours. And again, here is a story from Fox 5 down in San Diego. Turning now to our highways and the increasing number of wrong-way crashes. There have been two in the last 24 hours, 12 hours apart. Overnight, a wrong-way driver crashed head-on into another car on the 8 West. That's near the Hotel Circle area. At least two people were injured and taken to the hospital in that crash, but the extent of their injury is not yet known this evening. The CHP is investigating exactly what led up to that crash. Several lanes, though, on the westbound side of the freeway were shut down for several hours, but it was fully reopened about 6 o'clock this morning and today's crash happened 12 hours after a wrong-way driver triggered a multi-car crash on the 5 freeway in Otay Mesa. We first told you about this crash last night on the Fox 5 News at 10. CHP tells us that a Honda Civic was traveling north on the 5 south near State Route 905 and that is when the driver crashed into a truck which then triggered five car other cars to crash seriously injuring one person. Now earlier this month Caltrans started rolling out new technology to try and count um, cut down on these wrong way crashes here in San Diego uh, using flashing LED wrong way signs. They were installed on exit ramps at 67 different locations throughout the county. All right, and again, that story came from Fox 5 down in San Diego, and I appreciate them for allowing me to use the sound. Okay, here's a couple of suggestions that, that I have um, real quickly because uh, running short on the time here. Um, you know those spikes that they have like at some airports and stuff if you go the wrong way or they're in the buildings where you got to enter into the building, and if you go the wrong way, the, the spikes pop up, so therefore you can't like go over them? How about installing those on the correct side of the freeways uh, off ramps and stuff like that? So therefore, as they start to roll over it, they'll flatten their tires and they'll go, man, I must have went the wrong way. Obviously, because now I have four flat tires. You can install them just like that as because as you go, if you're going to the right onto an 
or um, from a street on off ramp up to the right, you can have them facing as if they come in from the left, and then they'll end up flattening their tires. If you understand what I'm talking about, very not not a very good description. That's why I guess I don't work for Caltrans. But the idea is is that if you put them in just as if you, they were supposed to be where you exit, they flatten the tires. If they try to come in through the exit part, that's where it will end up flattening the tires. I, I think you guys really understand what I, I'm trying to mean here. Real quick on a different kind of subject, I want to talk about people that have gotten new cars. Uh, first off, congratulations on you guys getting your new cars. I'm thinking about getting one myself in the next couple of months, maybe another year or so. Here's a thought for you. Learn how to drive it. Know, know all the features within the vehicle itself, as in when it starts to get dark around 5, 6, 7 o'clock here at night now, now that we're change, getting ready to go into daylight savings time, know how to turn your headlights on. I don't want to be coming up on the, on on behind you when it's I have my high or headlights on and you don't have yours and I barely see your car, especially if you have a dark kind of car, and ends up I almost crash into you. That would not be good for me as the host of this show, but it definitely wouldn't be good for you because you just had a brand new car. Now it could possibly be totally destroyed. So know all the features within your new car and feel free. I mean, really feel, feel free just to go ahead and turn on the headlights. Turn them on so that way you don't end up being a fatality because of your lack of ability to understand your car. Until next time, be safe. And remember, don't be a Cicely Martinez driving 114 miles an hour and killing somebody. Until next week, be safe.